Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Gather around, everybody. Listen up. I got a story to tell. Tell, tell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Rico Lane, and thank you for checking in to the Blessed Money Podcast, where we help you build your relationship with Christ by sharing blessings and testimonies on Bible scriptures that is manifested in everyday people's lives like yourself. If you have ever found a Bible difficult to understand, struggle with your faith, or simply wonder why Christians believe the way that they do, then this podcast is definitely for you. I believe that if we can show you that the Bible is made real in our personal lives today, even though it was written so many years ago by so many different authors, then you just may change the way you view the Bible. It may even spark your curiosity on the Bible or Christ, and I know without a doubt, if you seek Christ, you will find him. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And oh yeah, don't forget, be a blessing and share your testimony. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. I thank you for an opportunity for me to be used by you, Lord. I thank you for an opportunity to be a vessel to share your word. I pray that as I discuss your word, that it is all you and none of me. I also pray that the listeners' ears, their eyes, their hearts, and their minds are open so that they hear the truth, they know the truth, and they understand the truth. And anything that may not be the truth, I pray that you take it away from their memory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for checking in to the Blessed Money Podcast. I'm excited to kick this thing off today. We are going to be in the book of Deuteronomy. Maybe hard for me to say, but we are in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 through 4. And in chapter 20, God is laying out some rules of war for the Israelites. He's laying out a couple of things for them, you know, like who's exempt from war, how to treat the people they go to war with, uh, certain things that they need to protect. But the most important thing that God is laying out to them is the necessity of trusting him when they fight an enemy that seems superior. And this is important for even us today. See, Satan is going to attack our mind. Satan is going to send uh, giants that we feel that we can't handle, things that we feel like we can't get over and and. And in reality, we may also actually have to go to war like myself serving in the military. But the reality of it is, if we are in in line with God's will, if we are in line with God's word, then God will be there with us and he will be there to save us. So we have no reason to fear. But let's hop right into the word to see exactly what it says. When thou go out to battle against thy enemies and see of horses and chariots and people more than thou, Be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be when ye are come nigh unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them, for the Lord your God is he that go with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. And that is a promise directly from God. 
again, we got to be aligned with his word. We got to be aligned with his will. But if God is with us, who can be against us? There's no need to fear whatsoever. And I'm so excited for my guest today because not only do he have a powerful testimony on this scripture, he's also a fellow airman like myself. He also served in the military like myself. He's an Air Force vet. Not only that, he was a firefighter. Man, he started his own nonprofit. It's called Go Heroes, where he give back to his fellow airmen, fellow vets, and fellow first responders. He provide career support to all first responders and all military vets. And if that wasn't enough, the brother is a host of a podcast called Leadership Loading, the Leadership Loading Podcast. And I highly encourage you to check out the podcast, support the brother because he's dropping good nuggets and jewels on leadership. Whether you're a military vet or not, there's a lot that you can learn if you're in the arena of leadership. Not only that, he's a fellow brother in Christ. And without further ado, I'm going to shut up and hop right into my guest blessedimony. So please welcome my brother, Jason. 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 Yeah, so uh, Deuteronomy 20, 1 through 4, uh, really it's Deuteronomy 20, Verse four is my my like life mantra. God, you know, for the Lord goes with with you against your enemies, bring you victory. But I always say Deuteronomy twenty one through four because you kind of need uh, the whole four verses to get the whole mantra of it and uh, and get it in the context. But uh, you know, like with everybody, uh, we all go through struggles. But you know, I think that especially me being a former Air Force veteran and and combat veteran and firefighter i've got a lot of things in my life that have brought me uh, close to my enemies and uh, it's been through god that has got me through those and so it leads me into my testimony all right so what's your testimony let's hear it so i kind of spin it with uh, you know god family and country is my, my mantra and so i but i like to spin it around and save the best for last so how my mission, the country, and, and the family was supported by God. So, um, I won't go back to the very beginning of my life, but that would be boring hearing, hearing about me as a baby. But um, I want to take you back to when I was nine. Um, I had a small church in Anchorage, Alaska, where I took the walk down the aisle to commit my life to Jesus. And, you know, as most most young people at that age, it, uh, you know, such a young age, uh, accepting Christ, it, it's not an easy path because you really don't know what's going on. You, I mean, you can you can say you understand, but uh, you don't realize all the struggles you're going to have coming your way. So, yeah, as you know, as most of us, as most of us, uh, you know, in our life, we all have success and failure, and and that's what makes who we are. You know, we got our ups and downs, and and uh, you know. I'm talking to you and, and all the listeners today as a fellow fighter, you know, fellow soldier, fellow airman, and veteran for those that are in the military. But, you know, we've all failed at different things, and I've failed at uh, my goals, my family, and my spirituality at some time in my life. But it's a result of those failures that um, have brought me to learn how I can fight and uh, beat my enemies. So. Um, I'll take you back. We'll start with the country. So at age 13, I started my journey to join the military. I uh, enrolled in the JROTC uh, camp program for the summer. And that was before my ninth grade year. And so this was, you know, going from eighth grade to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And 
I kind of always knew I wanted to do military, but this kind of solidified the interest. Like I, I knew for sure, like this is what I want to do. Uh, well, you know, once, once again, like I said, the enemy started coming out and I can tell you my ninth and 10th grade year in separate ROTC programs because we moved around a lot. I went to five different high schools in four years. And, you know, after I got to my 11th and 12th grade years and the end of my 10th grade year, even they didn't have JROTC. So, so I, uh, you know, I started to spiral and I didn't have any kind of, uh, any kind of, uh, sorry, any kind of, uh, leadership or, or mentorship. And that's, you know, what JROTC brought, brought to me being a, uh, you know, young man. And so I started lashing out, you know, my 11th grade year, I started lashing out at my parents and, you know, doing things I shouldn't be doing, like smoking and that sort of thing. And, and just kind of rebelling against everything. Um, my saving, my saving grace at the time was, uh, at age 18, I enlisted. But of course that was even a rebellious act because I did it behind my parents' back and, and, uh, you know, I waited for my mom to leave town and I ran to the recruitment office and enlisted. And uh, the positive side is that I served seven years, two combat tours, and reached, you know, great heights in my career. I had, you know, several achievement medals, award medals, uh, global war on terrorism, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, I had, had done everything I could in my career field to sell my career, took every kind of a professional development training, all that, because I was planning on that 20-year career. Like I said, I, that's what I wanted to do. And so I was just blowing and going, but... It wasn't all great. Even at that time, I had a, a failed marriage, uh, several disciplinary actions against me for just being dumb, uh, you know, before I realized what I needed to do and, and, and hammer down those things. But uh, uh, it wasn't easy. So that brings me to my family. So kind of rewinding back, I was the oldest of three boys. Uh, we were raised mostly by my single mom, and she was married four times during our childhood and dated dozens of men during our upbringing so we kind of had a revolving door of, of men in the house and no real leadership and and uh, you know that's you know my other enemies just not having that leadership in my house and and able to you know really know what I should be doing as a young man and, and getting into my military career and uh, and then Tragedy hit my family when my military career was cut short. You know, like I said, I did seven years, and that's kind of an odd time if you know anything about the military. Yeah. Uh, usually you do like a four-year or six-year, or you hang in and do the whole 20. And so as being the oldest of the three boys, I took that natural leadership role, even though I didn't have much knowledge. Uh, barely graduated high school after completing, you know, my four years plus, but I had to take summer sessions. Due to all the moves we had, I had lost several credits and just slacking off and didn't have anybody at the house to say, you know, do your homework and do these projects or do these papers you have to do. And so, you know, everyone else walked the, walked the stage back in May of 99 and I had to wait till September of, 90, of 99 to actually graduate. So anyway, with all that kind of took the happiness out of my youth and that goes back to me, you know, enlisting and trying to find out, you know, build a life myself and 
um, you know, and all this is not to blame my mom or, or anyone else on my life because I just wanted more. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's all these enemies just, you know, kept coming at me and they're, you know, the, the worldly enemies of, you know, what you should be doing and that sort of thing. And the, uh, you know, inner enemies of, you know, self doubt and low morale and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, going in the military just kind of saved me from all that. But once I, I hit that seven-year mark and was blowing and going and uh, the enemies came back, I uh, came home on leave December of 2006, uh, just before Christmas, because it was real hard to get Christmas off uh, being a firefighter. Uh, as you know, you know, being in the military, you, you got to balance out staffing and that sort of thing. And so uh, everybody wants to take off during the holidays. So I took off several weeks before it was like the first week of December and that was kind of when we celebrated Christmas for my family so anyway I came home for I believe it was two weeks and celebrated you know hang out with my brothers a little bit and uh, I split up the weeks I went one week with my middle brother and then one week with my younger brother because they lived in different parts of Texas and so anyway I come down to Texas and I was just stationed in Alaska at the time, come back down to Texas and spend one week in Dallas and then went out to East Texas to hang out with my other brother. And uh, I was about two or three days from having to go back and we were hanging out and he was going to go take his girlfriend home. And I went back to his where I was staying in his bedroom and fell asleep. And then about two hours later, I woke up to my mom screaming at the top of her lungs. And the state troopers had come to the house to notify her that my brother was in a fatal car accident. Wow, wow, wow. Like what you hear so far? This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. You can support the show by purchasing a copy of the Blessed Money book or apparel on Amazon.com. The proceeds help us to continue to deliver the Blessed Money ministry. You can continue the conversation on blessedmoney.com or on the Blessed Money app, available on both Apple and Google's Play Store. We would love to hear your thoughts on the show or your testimony on today's scripture. Thank you for your support. And now back to the show. Show, show, show. Yeah. And it wasn't just a car accident. The car had actually burst into flames and uh, burned him and his girlfriend. Uh, unrecognizable. And so it was at this moment that, you know, my career spiraled down. Um, you know, I've been through everything, been through the military, boot camp, all that kind of stuff, firefighter training. And, you know, nothing can prepare you for something like that, especially that tragic of an accident. Man, I bet. I'm sorry. You know, you yeah. kind of have these, you know, you kind of have these people in your life that you know, oh, that guy, he's the one that gets in trouble or he's the one that, you know, you kind of expect that's the guy that's going to go to jail. You know, just like in high school, they say, you know, most likely to succeed, most likely to get arrested, that sort of thing. But when you have your younger brother that's barely 22, that never does anything to hurt anybody, always looking out for everybody else, and that happens. So, so it took a toll on me. Um, I had prepared, you know, myself. You know, I kind of hardened myself in the military and, being away from my family for seven years, I kind of developed a thick skin, but of course it's your eyes, brother, so you're going to have some feelings there. Uh, of course, being my mom's baby, she 
took it the hardest. And uh, so I naturally called my leadership in the military and they gave me some extended leave. I stayed down another three weeks to help take care of my, my mom who was doing bad and then do all the funeral arrangements, that sort of thing. Got him on his, or got her on her feet and got him taken care of. We had to notify my brother because he was at, you know, in another part of Texas. So I went back to the, my base and my mom's doctor called my commander and advised him that she was not doing well and was unable to take care of herself anymore. Uh, so I was given the choice. My commander said, you can do it your career, you can do what you want to do. And, you know, you can either stay in or you can do a hardship discharge. You know, it won't, it won't go on your record as a bad discharge or anything, uh, but you can get out and go take care of your family. And so that's what I did. I had 23 days from the day that I was, I made that decision until I was walking off the base. So 23 days of transition. Mm. It all goes back, it all goes back to, you know, God helping you, right? Yeah. So, so how did God help me through all this? Yeah. You know, first he made sure that I was home that week. You know, I, I could have easily been on, on orders or somewhere else when all this happened. But, you know, he gave me that one last week to hang out with my brother that I hadn't seen for a whole year before that. And, you know, solidify some last memories with him. And I was probably the most qualified to make the arrangements. No one in my family had ever made business decisions or, you know, scheduled events or anything like that that would require all the coordination as such a, a funeral required. And so, you know, that's one thing, being home, being able to help my mom at her time of need. And then my brother that, you know, was in a different part of the, of the state. But it also reignited my faith. Like I said earlier, you know, being in the military, there's a lot of enemies out there, whether it be the desire to be the most popular person in the in the flight or in your your unit or your company, or you know, it's just natural for that age group to go out and party all the time. You know, especially being in in a in a base where, uh, you know, there's not a lot to do. And, you know, going out uh, in Alaska is pretty a popular thing. So, you know, going out, you know, almost every, you know, two nights a week and just getting so inebriated that you don't really know how you're getting home and that sort of thing. And then, you know, like I said, I had a failed marriage. So there's things there that happen. But all this, it reignited my faith. And so when I came home, you know, I reignited my faith, got really back involved with the church, started doing mission trips, started teaching youth groups, you know, using my knowledge and faith and skills to help other people. You know, most people at this time would say, why, God, did you take such a young man and, you know, such a good soul off the earth, but... We all know that people leave the earth for, you know, whatever the reason is. And now I have my, you know, my new family. Like I said earlier, I got my, my wife, my daughter, three-year-old daughter, and a healthy career now. Yeah. It, it was a reclimb up the ladder. You know, I basically had to throw away seven years of work 
and I'm now on my 12th year out of the military mm. and I ascended to a little bit higher you know job status than what I was in the military but I just got to recline the ladder but I'm able to use all these skills and everything that I've learned growing up you know, being that oldest son of a single mom through my military career through this tragedy uh, to better, better support my faith my family and my fellow veterans through you know my podcast or through my charity whatever it be and I'm able to you know basically go back to the you know God has brought me through all this and it's through him and I have no doubt that he's brought me through all this and made me the person I am today and then able to you know, help all these people with what's happened to me that's my testimony amen brother yeah so one man I feel like all of our purpose on life is to you know just do the great commandment first and foremost love God but then also love love others and love people and I really like the fact that you're taking uh, your experiences, taking what you learn, and then and giving that back to others, and 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 you know that was a tragic thing for you to uh, lose your brother. But and like you said, a lot of people they will they will say they will blame God or they will turn away from God. But instead, you did what God encourages all to do: is just to trust Him, know that He has a plan for us, and know that you know everything He do is for for a reason. And then just the fact that you did that, your life is a true testimony on how things can just completely turn around and now you're doing things for the glory of God, giving back to veterans, uh, helping other people uh, uh, learn from the lessons that you made. And then, you you know, you got your podcast where you're giving a, a bunch of leadership tips and knowledges. And then you also have your, uh, your nonprofit where, where you're giving back to people as well. I also heard you say you taught a little bit of youth group. What was that like teaching the youth? Yeah, so I, I started that uh, right after I got out of the military. I got involved with a, a fairly large church in East Texas. And, and uh, you know, I was reverted back to my real shy type, you know, personality because uh, I didn't have any veterans to collaborate with and I didn't have any anybody other than my mom there. So I kind of just went to the, you know, went to the Sunday school, went to the big church and kind of sat in the back row and that sort of thing. But the one of the ministers saw me and you know i kind of told him what was going on and you know that i wanted to do more and he he said well you know you can do whatever you want and so that's you know when i learned really how all the missions work and that sort of thing and i didn't have much money because i got out of military and i was you know sleeping in a 300 square foot garage apartment you know and uh didn't have a job yet because i hadn't you know i hadn't been able to figure out what to do after i got out of the military and uh, so he even helped me get sponsorships to go on all these mission trips because I couldn't afford them. And so he, you know, they reached out to other people in the church that couldn't go but had the money. And so we able we were able to, you know, go to uh, these communities that had, you know, youth that didn't have, you know, either a church base or a, a family that was involved in church. And you know, we used tools like the upward uh, upward, you know, sports camp and. Uh, we did uh, vacation uh, vacation Bible schools for churches that you know couldn't afford it, so we come in and bring all the stuff and, mm. and host the vacation Bible school for them. And throughout that, you know, we were able to see youth come to Christ and 
and use our once again use our skills and I was able to use my you know leadership and also my my mentorship skills that I had learned from the military to you know talk to these youth and kind of just you know explain to them what you know what they're doing when they're coming to God and and uh, kind of relive that path that I walked down the aisle when I was nine. Mm. Yeah, man, I got um I got four years left before I can retire from the Air Force, and so I'm trying to hang in there these last few years. But you know, ever since I gave my life to Christ, I just got a passion of just giving back and, and doing God's will. Like I did a lot of coaching, like football coaching, baseball coaching. But now I um since I moved out to LA, I'm teaching in the kids ministry, so I don't have a lot of time to coach, but I still pour into the kids. I still teach them um, leadership, uh, the same core values that the Force teach us. I try to pour that out on them, and I try to explain to them that those are the same characteristics that Jesus displayed. And my biggest goal for the youth is really just to um, let them know Christ for themselves, not because their parents made them, not because their parents are Christian, uh, not because they told them that's what they need to do, but for them to really make that decision themselves. And that's the thing I try to push. So I would love to go on like a mission trip, but I just got to finish these last four years. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, once I yeah, do that. Yeah, finding the time is definitely, definitely the hard part. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, now, you know, God willing, it's going to definitely happen. Um, and it's been good. That's why. That's one of the reasons why I decided to do Bless Them on it because I feel like, you know, it's our duty as Christians to give back to others and help others learn from what we learn from. And and that's something we do that the Air Force does well. You know, a lot of uh, civilian companies they compete with each other because they're trying to make a profit. So they they want to you know they want to keep the knowledge to themselves or even within the company they don't want to like teach their employees because they're afraid. The person will take their job, but in the Air Force, we're to- we're yeah. trained to help the next airman grow up and take our position and 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 be the future leaders. And so that's something that was instilled in me long time ago from joining the military. And and I feel it's the same way for us as Christians. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing I do in my consulting when I go into a company. I try to teach them. Uh, you know, we call it succession planning, but I say you know you got to teach the person below your job. Because you never know if you're going to get hit by a truck on your way to work one day, and that knowledge needs to be continued on. Yeah. And it's the same with our our faith. It, you you got to teach these young people, you know, what's going on. Yeah. Amen. 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 All right. So there you have it. I pray that you found value in my brother's testimony. I pray that you continue the conversation. Download the Blessimony app if you don't already have it and join the family. Leave your testimony. Help somebody else overcome the trials and tribulations that they're going through by giving them hope and letting them know that if God did it for you, he'll do it for them. Also, support my brother Jason's podcast, Leadership Loading Podcast. Subscribe to it. Check out the different tips and nuggets that he provides to you. And also, if you want to reach out to him for any career support, if you contact me, I'll make sure I get you his information. We got to support one another. We got to connect together as Christians. And we got to get out there and spread the gospel and help the lost. So until next time, be a blessing and share your testimony. 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 Thanks again for joining us on the Blessimony podcast. Make sure to visit our website, blessimony.com, or download the Blessimony app, where you can continue the conversation from this podcast by sharing your thoughts and testimonies on the scripture. You can fellowship with other Christians or check out the Blessimony blog. Oh, and I almost forgot, if you found any value in this show, we'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes, 
Spotify, or on the platform you use to listen to the show. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about us, that would be a huge blessing. Until next time, peace. peace.